You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast, where we speak to Vicki Gunn. Now, Vicki has run most of her life, and she shares a lot of wisdom in this podcast, including the fact that there is always going to be people who are faster than you and always going to be people who are slower than you. You just need to be happy with what you're doing. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am very privileged to be able to welcome aboard Vicky Gunn. Welcome, Vicky. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you for inviting me to come on. It was a bit of a surprise, but I'm looking forward to the chat. It's amazing how many people say that. I think runners are just really humble. Like they're all like, "No, I don't have anything to talk about." Oh, you want to talk about running? Oh, I could talk about that. <laughs> so it's quite, it's quite interesting. Anyway, Vicky, tell me and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So where do you, where did you grow up? Let's start from the beginning. Well, I live in Launceston and I was born in Launceston. So I've been here all my life and I've just turned 60. Wow. So, uh, (laughs) Um, well, I have one sister Mm. and uh, my parents are very supportive of my running. It was pretty obvious at an early age that I was going to be a runner. I just seemed to have those strong legs and I was fast sister was three years older than me but I'd be pushing her around in the tricycle etc in those days we used to run a lot just playing around it's and um just seemed to naturally uh, have opportunities just to be fit more so than you see children these days so it was great to be you know growing up being outdoors I was from a humble family working class family Mm -hmm. so um you know as far as I'm concerned it was a pretty ordinary um uh, upbringing, yeah. Um, because we're very lucky to live in Launceston, where we have lots of opportunities here. And I went to Nord Primary School, and Nord Primary School had only just opened way back then, and it was beautiful because it had a beautiful bushland setting. And one of my favourite um, games was playing horses and being a horse and running around. And we ma- we used to make jumps, so we just naturally grew. Uh, quite fit and strong I think uh, the kids that were at Norwood because we you know the bell would go and you'd race down run down to get back into class etc so um, as I said it was fairly natural that you could see that I I was a bit of a runner Mm -hmm. and then in grade three um, at Norwood Primary School at the school sports um, I I beat everybody uh, even grade sixes in my and that's yeah that was Bit of a thing and um and it wasn't long after that when I was about 11 that I then um started to uh want to go and and compete and get involved a bit more yeah with athletics um but before that I'll just tell you another little one that we used to Anzac Day sports and I can remember when I was young it was probably my first competition and this is a bit of a tip for everybody as well and I started the race and I was probably only about six, I think six or seven, I was pretty young. 
And I'm thinking, where is everybody? This is in, you know, a straight race. So I started to stop and look around to see where they were. And the biggest lesson was, uh-uh, don't do that again because, of course, someone went straight past No. <laughs> you know, that happened to me in high school as well. I actually uh, would have broken the record in a particular running race back then. I was like, because <laughs> I turned around to look. Mm, mm. Like, yeah. No, don't do don't that. ever turn around, people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a good lesson. And, uh, yeah, so um, I started then going to New St. Harriers, which in those days was a women's club. Very much women's and men's clubs were separated. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Athletics was pretty strong. We used to run down at York Park, and, and I love York Park to this day still, yeah. and I love that. It was amazing how the groundsman got it already after the footy, etc. And uh, Faye Denham uh, and her mother, Mrs Green, and some other wonderful um, people who volunteered, mum and dad helped out, you know, with things as well. And the families, it was very much a family club, very much a serious club as well. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday nights, we used to have a handicap night and um, it all be measured out, etc. And that really helped improve us, I think. And then on Saturdays, we'd go to York Park and there, there were massive numbers. There were teams, that we were Newstead women's, there'd be Newstead men's, there'd be North Launceston, Tame and Riverside. It'd be a privilege to be able to get in a relay. You know, there were so many, so many competitors, which is unfortunate it's dropped off a little bit these days. But then again, some little athletics has taken over mm. that a bit too. Um, when I was running with Faye, she was terrific. She was my coach along mm. with some terrific runners such as Carmel Hughes and Jan Merrington. And uh, Faye used to come and pick me up for training come around I used to live in Norwood and she lived at Youngtown and she'd drive around she'd stop and pick me up and then we'd drive around the road a bit further we'd pick up the Peters girls and we'd go down to your park and train she was like a big sister to us she was a great runner and um, she you know we were with her when she had her two babies and then gave up running etc but she's still committed to to training people and and contributing to athletics which is fantastic so I have great admiration for my first wonderful coach um her and her mother uh were amazing they just lived athletics Mm. trophy nights was a big deal we'd go to the Wimmer Hill Hall we'd get dressed up like we were going to a ball (laughs) or you know like that sort of thing they gave our trophies they had records of what all we all the things we got we called them our glory box things you know you might get a tray or some set of glasses or something sashes and and trophies and everything and I still have quite a few of the things that I still use today and Lance Barnard was one of a politician at the time Mm -hmm. and I remember uh, winning an award for him and it was a little crystal um, jug and and a sugar base or whatever so you know it's just lovely and of course you any visitors come to home, you'd go and show them your glory box things. And I think, oh, my God. <laughs> but we were very proud of them. I still have all my trophies and, and things in, a, a, uh, in in boxes. And my grandchildren are now looking at them. I don't have them out on display, yeah. but I have special ones in the cabinet. And I think one of the best things I've ever done is uh, mum started me. I got this beautiful uh, leather-bound book um, that had been a ledger book that my mm-hmm. uncle and he gave it to me. And so we started putting clippings from the newspaper in it. Yeah. 
when it was ever in there. Because in those days, the newspapers um, gave all the results. You were able to cut them out and um, even Saturday night, you'd be after the, particularly after the Saturday, um, Saturday competition, yeah. you'd be waiting for that Saturday night express to come out and see what the results were in there, etc. So that was really good. We also, um, uh, with our athletics, we, we did have the boys there on Saturdays, mm. and um, uh, but Newstead stayed a women's club right, oh, I forget what uh, year it was, but we, of course, now combined, and I'm mm. actually patron of there and, and still um, go along to Newstead as well. Wow. Um, yeah, so um, I went to Norwood, and then um, while I was at Newstead, and then I went on to St Thomas Moores, which was a, a girls' school as well. And uh, <laughs> so I was quite successful there. And we used to have the inter-school sports and I was more a sprinter at that stage. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a 200 metre record for about 18 years, I think it was. That was, I ran down to Eastman Oval, which is now houses, and that was on a grass track. So I was quite proud of that because each year that those sports would come around, I'm thinking, oh gosh, I hope they don't run too fast this year. (laughs) And I can keep that record. Um, But uh, we used to have, you know being a girls school we loved it when we had the combined sports because we had the boys as well mm-hmm. so the boys from St Pat's they you know being a Catholic school that I went to St Thomas Moore's and the Sacred Heart one you know we we're all pretty supportive of each other yeah. and uh, and it was great to go to interact with other schools as they do now mm-hmm. and to go to Heart. with um, Newstead gave the opportunity to go to competitions which were called the triangles where you went to either Penguin, Hobart and Launceston and they'd take it in turns mm-hmm. and uh, we'd have competitions there and that was great too. So it was a great honour and uh, you really had to try hard to get into these teams. And, of course, in those days, travelling was, was a big, big deal, deal mm. big deal. So if you actually made it to a state team, which I did a few times, had the special dress made, specially made, you went to the dressmaker. That was the yellow dress. You had the special white, you know, you had the white shoes and a, and a white cardigan and a, and a hat. And then when you got bigger, you had you had this beautiful green blazer specially made for you. And I'll never forget one year we went, <laughs> went to Sydney and they booked us into King's Cross. Oh, wow. What <laughs> a shock. Girls, yeah, I think they didn't realise where they were actually booking us into. <laughs> but if, but in those days, the um, I'm sounding really old, aren't I? I keep saying that. Um, you, you know, you'd go on the plane and your whole cousins and family would come out and wave the white yeah. hankies yeah. to you, etc. Yeah. because it was a very big deal. And you'd come home with your Daryl Lee chocolates and that to give everybody <laughs> those little ones. And uh, so it was a great opportunity to travel. And, of course, mum uh, loved it. We've, you know, there's an opportunity for parents to come too and a yes. uh, little trip away as well. So, so how old were you when you were doing, when you were, when you, can you remember when you first left the state to represent Tassie? Um, probably about 14. Okay. That's yeah, different. yeah. And yeah. one one year, um, we, Carmel Roberts and I, uh, which is Roberts now, Carmel Hughes and I, we uh, were billeted in, in Western Australia. So that was a long way to go. And the mums had to stay somewhere else. Um, but it was it was really good fun 
to um, to be on the trips. It was pretty daunting because, uh, you know, as it is for everybody when you first go away and into a, a big competition, but it but it was great um, experiencing great um, motivation, uh, which I still carry through today. Where yeah. we we look for opportunities to compete, mm-hmm. um, to have a holiday, and it's a great excuse to go somewhere and then um, you know have a holiday afterwards after yeah. you've competed. So you so, do it that way around. That's one of the things I think about when I do some you know, travel running. Do I? Some people seem to run last they do their holiday bit then they run but it's much nicer I think to do the competition and then then um, have your holiday (laughs) I we had to do that when we were expecting um our fourth grandchild to tie in with going back to to meet him yeah and um I didn't really enjoy the holidays much because I was always on my mind being a competitor if I was up there just for a fun run well that would be different but that's not me (laughs) Yes, we might get into that shortly. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yes, we, we, we often, I, well, I, I, I often might, um, initiate it. So I look at a, where there's some competition and a destination I like to go to. Mm-hmm. The last two years have been really difficult because if we had a, we've had a number of um, competitions cancelled, postponed, yeah. keeping our fingers crossed, we might get to them to them next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so after I did high school and we ha- had uh, you know a lot of competition there, kept kept running the whole time. Yeah. Previous to that, um, I'd have to say that I was a sh- I'm an introvert and I'm a sh- I was a very shy child. Um, I was slow to to read confidently. Mm-hmm. But, and a few things. I lacked a bit of confidence, mm-hmm. um, I suppose. But once I started running, I could see that it just all of a sudden I got this confidence. And I also, I guess, the commitment and discipline that goes with running, um, things just seemed to bloom. It was like, yeah, uh, effort for, and reward. Mm. And also, I have no doubt whatsoever about the benefits of um, just getting that oxygen through your brain, um, being active, making you feel better, getting achievement, um, etc. So it certainly helped me with school. And in grade um, 10, it was announced that St Thomas Moores and Sacred Heart were going to join together. Um, to combine the schools. I didn't like that idea at all. <laughs> we called them the sacred tarts. Um, but uh, of course they weren't. They were lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> but I love my little school. Yeah. So I thought, no, I'm only going to do And in those years, you're allowed to do uh, your matric in one year rather than two. So, yeah. so I just knuckled down like I would do training or whatever. I discipline myself straight after tea at night. You know, two hours of um, doing my homework, and so I then went to um, college, um, which is uh, um, out out here at Newnham. Okay. And, and I studied um, uh, early uh, uh, primary education, mm-hmm. and then I changed to um, phys ed. Uh-huh. And then I did a combo of each, each of them when I um, when I um, became a teacher. Uh-huh. So I was a teacher then for um, quite a few years and I only retired 
um, six years ago. Uh, <gasps> where were you teaching? I, out I, of interest, I didn't. Yeah, I sorry. I did, where did you teach? Where were you? Oh, okay. The yes, public um, or private system. No, oh, well, I did start off um, back at my old school, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I had my. Oh, and then I was married. When I was married quite young, I was 21 and a half. Oh. And, um, <laughs> and I'm still married <laughs> to Rob. That's uh, he's nearly old. 12 years older than me. <laughs> and he, um, I'll get back to Rob in a minute. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't wait too long then. And I had Charles, our first um, child when I was 23. Oh. And then Alice when yeah. I was uh, nearly, nearly 25. They're 20 months apart. So two children. Yep. Yeah. A pigeon pair. Yeah, yeah, very lucky. And then each of them have had uh, a boy and a girl as well. Oh, that's very clever of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I, and I did teach um, in uh, private and, and state schools. Okay. And then I went into special ed for 10 years. Ah. Children with disabilities. Yep. Um, with uh, doing um, physical education, like uh, pool work and things. Mm-hmm. And then I went into a classroom because I decided then I needed to move on. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason I went from phys ed back into doing a bit more classroom was because I had my own pretty physical life. Yeah. And I got fair skin and I didn't want to be outside too much and I didn't want to be exhausted. I wanted a bit of a balance, like, yeah. you know, my life not all about being so physical all the time. Mm. Um, and then I decided for my last five years, I really want to do something else. So I um, put in effort to become a kindergarten teacher. So I oh, taught wow. kindergarten. And my last thing like, was B. I think you like a challenge, Vicky. That's what I'm hearing. I do. I do. I do. At times. <laughs> but I do thrive on having setting a goal. And for yeah. my athletics, I do too. Mm. Um, I've been very lucky that I married Rob. Who yeah. I met and married within about six months. Wow. I married for 38 years. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> you made the but right I'm decision, very, obviously. I'm very, very lucky that uh, he also is a runner, and I didn't know much about him before I met him. But <laughs> I soon found out that, yes, he didn't mind running either. And, uh, you know, had done a few park runs. Oh, not park runs in those days, no. uh, fun runs. But he had won his um, school cross country and, um, yeah, was a pretty good runner. So he's and good he has be- he's become a very good runner now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, then we, I had times off at times. Mm-hmm. Always came back to my running when I was under some stress or I just needed a bit of direction. I can remember when I was a teenager, late teenager, I remember splitting up with a guy that I'd been going out for a while, you know, and then the next thing I'm back into running, you know, and loved it. It just has always been the default for me. Um, There's been, there have been times when you naturally give it up for a while, like giving birth to children, et cetera. Once I went back into work, um, I think uh, Alice was about, um, oh, she must've been just kinder or pre-kinder. Mm-hmm. And I started again then, even I was working full time, but um, I just, I just, just love it. And it just helps to give me a bit of balance. And it, as I said, I'm a natural runner. My build is a natural runner. Yeah. Um, and I guess that helps. Um, some people are runners, some aren't. 
it doesn't matter if you go fast or slow. And it's all very well for me to say that, but there are times when I just think I've had a break and I just take my hat off to anyone who starts from scratch mm. or is coming back from an injury or whatever, because you have to discipline yourself to gradually get back into it, um, not give up, just think of the reward and how good you're going to feel afterwards but you need to really plan it because it's hard work. It totally um, can be. It can be hard work, but also you have, uh, you know, you have to remember that it's really important that you take one step step at a time. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm probably jumping a bit here. No, no, it's all fine. Tell me, uh, I, can I ask you? How do you get out of the out the door when it's one of those days when you don't feel like it, you're tired, the weather's horrid, but you know you have a goal because maybe there's an event coming up or something, so you have an imperative to get out there, not just you know running the legs. How do you get out the door those days? What do you say to yourself? I think it's just a bit automatic for me because mm-hmm. I had one of those days yesterday. Well, there you go. <laughs> but- it's but nice. it is, but it is um, easier actually if you do have a goal. Yeah. Because it's very easy to form good habits, which part of it is a habit. Mm. I, I'm addicted. I know I'm a bit, I'm a bit addictive with this, um, you know, this, this caper. style. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my and my personality um, could be a little bit addictive. Mm. Um, so I'm aware of that. Um, but it's a good addiction. <laughs> it is. I can think of other things. Um, but I think having the plan, and part of that plan is setting your goals. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a good idea to say I'm going to run every day because mm-hmm. that's actually not good for you. That mm-hmm. can be really obsessive. It's smart planning of making sure that you have rest days and it's at least one complete rest day a week because that is actually part of your training. Mm-hmm also doing cross training so yesterday it was a pretty crap day but I looked out the window I thought oh yeah I think I'll be able to do this I'll get my jacket on I know I've planned for a long slow run so I'm not gonna have to pressure over me and the spray jacket should keep me dry um and the reason is because the track season starts soon yes I and I've, yeah and I've had a few um few sessions and a couple of weeks where it's been a bit ordinary I've had a couple of spots taken off my legs and I I haven't been allowed to run it etc so I was I was keen to get out there Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's having that habit and not thinking about it too much unless there's lightning happening Mm. or it's really torrential wind um, there should be a way to be able to do it to make sure you've got the right gear on is is the big thing and to go somewhere where it's safe Mm -hmm. and not to run on the roads if if it's wet or Mm. You've got to think of yourself being safe, etc. Um, and I know I'd feel I hadn't run, yeah. So so I knew I would feel much better after doing, which I wasn't. And as it turned out, I got out there and I didn't get too wet anyway. Came home, had a bath straight away, and got warm again. Um, so just wearing the right gear. Yeah. But but just yeah. If if but if I couldn't do it, I would have found something else to do probably. So if you know you couldn't do something, you might walk or. Mm-hmm. Um, or you might go to the gym or you might go to, to the pool 
or something else. You could do something else. Mm. The other thing I think pe people can beat themselves up about, if they'd miss a session, and, and I used to be like this, it was a bit like obsessive, oh, no, gosh, I haven't done that one. I better fit that, that session in or something. You don't. You don't. You move yeah. on. You do the next one. Um, and just be happy that you can do it. And it all is accumulative. I say you have a bank of um, training in you. And, and sometimes things happen. I believe things happen. And you actually weren't meant to go on that session. You know, <laughs> you'll actually feel fresher for the next time you go out there or something else. You, you've got to think positive like that. It's, yeah, so, yeah. You know, sometimes things happen and you can't. But it's very easy to make up excuses very easy to unfortunately in these days with the phones and facebook and everything you could waste half an hour very Speak distracted with that i say waste well it is waste really um you have I to schedule it in you have to <laughs> schedule it when i was teaching at georgetown i had to travel you know 45 minutes to get there mm -hmm. um I, I had two children at school um rob and i Rob was doing triathlon. I was training with Bill Daffron, who um, was a fantastic uh, trainer. Um, and they had a, a session up at St. Pat's Pool of the morning and you had to be up there by about five, I think it was. Gosh. Well, we used to get up once or twice a week and join them. I'm not a very good swimmer, but I knew it was good for me. And we'd go out up there and we'd do the session. And then I'd come home and I'd leave by 7.30 and drive to Georgetown to teach. So you can make it happen. And my children will tell you that Wednesday night was casserole night because I used to make this list that went on our fridge at, on Sundays. I'd probably cook a couple of casseroles or cook something, you know, because I, I like to have homemade food as much as possible. Yeah. And um, so I'd have a list on my fridge and we would know what we're eating. Mon yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Might sound a bit anal, mm. but when you're working, particularly during the week, that is... <laughs> really good you don't have to think oh. about it you just do you know Vicky, I'm surprised not surprised because I've had five children and the only and run a couple of businesses and was once a teacher and a runner, as you know and I have had a menu on my phone <laughs> which yeah. I change like I know exactly my yeah. I don't have it on the fridge anymore but I have a list on my phone and every Sunday night I look at what we're going to eat for the week and that's how I do the grocery shopping and that just takes there's all those micro decisions I don't have to make anymore and sometimes I'll cook ahead as well like you were saying so I totally understand that know what that's coming from <laughs> so that's always a good tip for people and the other thing is to always have food with you yeah. and brings me on to food because a number of people will say oh I can't eat before I run well you actually have to teach yourself to eat before you yeah. run and I've heard this, it's not just me speaking, and I'm not an expert. So whatever I say today, <laughs> this is just my view. Um, but I've listened to some podcasts. In fact, the ones that were um, on there for the uh, Gold Coast Marathon, we were going to do the 10K, but didn't get there. But I listened to the, mm -hmm. the um, podcast. And uh, I recently experienced this on a bike ride where I didn't take any snacks along the way. And then I thought, oh, yeah, I better have some to eat. Because I was starting to struggle and I, I just got some uh, uh, a little bit of muesli bar that I'd cooked myself. doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you cooked it or not, but um, put that in, oh, motored off. It just, um, and yesterday even, yeah, yesterday I was, by the time I watched that weather and I went out for a run, I thought, hmm, top past 11, I better have some banana because mm. it was getting too close to lunchtime. So 
I I discipline myself. To, I have banana every day. They're great for potassium and, and natural sugars and stuff. Um, so that's a really good thing. If you you know, you can discipline yourself to have half a banana or a bit of fruit bun or or something um, like that before you run. That will help you with your fuel mm. and uh, and don't try new things if you're racing. But but just no. try and make you, you you teach yourself how how to eat. Um, and that that message came through really clearly. And of course, if you're an endurance doing an endurance race, um, you need to have little snacks along the way or jewels or whatever, and, and work those out. I don't run that far, but um, how far have I, you? Like, is in your running history, what's your longest distance that you've done? Um, I did a half marathon mm-hmm. a couple of times, but I found it and Lily Dalo, yeah, times, which is a love beautiful run, but it, it is fair way, yeah. Um, so when I was younger, I was more a sprinter. So the one, 150s, 200s, 400s. Mm-hmm. When I was about 16, I think I might have started doing some eights and 15s. Okay. Um, and that's my speciality now, really, the 1500 one mile okay. um, on the track. Yep. And some might do 3000. Mm-hmm. Um, and very rarely, but sometimes I might do 5,000 track. I mm-hmm. prefer to do 5K fun, uh, park run, mm-hmm. and I love that. Anything more than that, I find really hard. People assume because you can run, you can do a marathon, but I have fast twitch fibers, not the slow yeah. ones. Yeah. So um, doing a couple of half marathons when I was younger, I did it in a team at Alveston with um, Susie Bauer, was the swimmer, wonderful swimmer. And Sally Fletcher, who's Sally's ride, she was our rider. Oh, we were called the Go Go Girls. Wow. I've done a few triathlons, but I'm not. It's too far for me, and I don't like swimming in the open water. <laughs> but my husband does triathlons, and um, yeah, so I did the half marathon, and we were at Alveston doing this one, and we'd looked on the table before we started, and the prize was um, these beautiful hue and pine um, little coaster seats. And as I came over the finish, I said, "We've got the coasters." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> my, my legs, uh, yeah, my hips and knees just ache a bit when I do those. And so for me to do a long distance, I really need to train, you know, get that longer distance mm. happening. And I don't really want to do it. I, I like yeah. the short one. I don't want to ever do a marathon. Yeah. I don't need to. Um, but, uh, you know, you've just got to be careful. And at that stage, about that time, at one stage, I thought I needed a hip replacement. I thought, oh, oh hip is sore, you know, and I oh, even went dear. to Budarac, got all the things. But it wasn't that. It was just soft tissue. Okay. Um, everything's fine. Just had to make sure I worked through with my um, exercises, had a bit of a rest, etc. So you need to be really careful if you are increasing your distance mm. or setting your goals if you're someone that is really good at insurance and you may be a bit slower but longer, yeah, that may be okay for you. But if you're someone who's naturally not, um, you need to really take your time to build up that insurance and you really mm. shouldn't increase it to more than about 10% on that yeah. long run. Which is so hard. It is because <laughs> you're raring to go and you want to do more, don't you? <laughs> exactly. And it's you can be your own worst enemy, I think. Yeah, and just because everybody else is doing that, that's okay for them. You encourage them, but you might want to enter the half marathon instead of the the full. How how long do you think you'll run for? Oh, well, I was 11 when I started. I'm 60 now. Who knows? Sometimes I have these, uh, I I sort of think, oh, yeah, I'm a bit tired of it, or sometimes the pressure, a little bit of pressure I put on myself. 
Um, but no, I still love it. <laughs> can, can you remember when you first thought of yourself as a runner? Because we talk a little bit about identity on the podcast oh. and how that works for us. Yeah. I don't know. I've always been a runner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would think that that's probably how yeah. you think. Um, so yeah. in that case, have you had many injuries where it stopped you running? Or those times perhaps when you were having the kids and you didn't run for those periods you were talking about before, how did did you just think of yourself as a runner who's not running at the moment? How did that, what was that conversation? Yeah, I think like so. That? We went up to, um, I remember going up to um, uh, Trevellan and we saw a race up there. I don't know why we went up there. Oh, maybe we went up to have a look um, at, at the running. And I thought then, oh, I think I could go back to running because once I saw it, I wanted to get running again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Barbara and O'Byrne, a friend, um, we both had our children about the first two children about the same time. She had more children than me. She's not running now, but she runs casually and keeps very fit still, of course. Yeah, I know Barbara. Um, and well. I think she might have been up there too. And then after the, and after that, Rob and I uh, went back to Newstead Running Club and uh, we organised a, a cross-country run for about 30 years at, at our holiday destination at Mohead. So Rob was really terrific setting that all up and that was great, quite a hilly um, course. Um, and, yeah, so I think I've always been a runner and I still think of myself as a runner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just part of that big running community, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. And, and, and I really love park run. I think that's been a wonderful thing for the world because mm. you can run anywhere in the world with park run you can walk it. It's a great way for someone to start. It doesn't cost you anything except for your shoes and your gear. Yeah. Um, you can push a pram, take a dog, race yourself. I love the way you get your results at, um, by the end of the day, lunchtime usually. Mm -hmm. I love the way you can uh, compare yourself with your percentage. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's very friendly and you're done and dusted pretty early. So... That's a terrific thing for people to um, take on if they're going to start. As mm -hmm. I've said, some people is just one foot in front of the other, and then you can start the jogging, start walking, jogging, etc. Yeah, that's been one of my favourite sayings to myself when I'm a bit anxious about an upcoming race or something. It's only one foot in front of the other, really. <laughs> it's okay, and it is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I must admit, when I run. Now, because I don't train with people, I've had some wonderful trainers. I've had Faye Denham, as I said. Simon Phillips was a fantastic trainer. Um, I've had um, Bevan Hutton. Yeah, I remember Bevan. <laughs> yeah, Craig Boone and Sally Ann and Owen Gill. Um, quite, you know, quite a few people. And they've all kept fit. Um, Craig's still still racing as well. Yeah. And... Uh, and then I had Bill Daverin. Um, I'm my trainer now. I've learned a lot from all those people. Yeah. So when I'm running, quite often I think of things they have told me or I hear their voices calling out. Yeah. Uh, I had a lovely experience at the 10K, Lonnie 10K, which for me was a, a long distance. And, you know, I was really, because I haven't done 10K for a long time. And just so happened um, uh, a runner was right near me and no intention of running with him, but we seemed to be about the same pace. We actually went over the line exactly at the same time. That's amazing. Yeah, and he had someone near him who started being really encouraging because, because Scott must have been just starting to tire a bit. Mm -hmm. So I just take on board. If, if I hear anything that someone else is telling someone else, I think they're saying it to me. 
So if, you know, I just forget. But I'm always thinking about um, my form, mm -hmm. very much from Faye. So you do that while you're training and racing or more yes, racing or all the time? Mm -hmm. Racing yeah. and training, yeah. Um, just just making sure that you, you know, strong core, mm -hmm. um, relaxed shoulders, um, you know, focus, um, that sort of thing. I also find at a time when I can really, especially because I train by myself, um, I guess I'm not talking to anybody else. Sometimes Rob and I have a run and, and I love it when we sometimes go and meet up with buddies or, or whatever to have a Sunday run so I can't have a chat. I love a chat, big chat, but if I'm right in the, if it's really serious competition, I'm just focused. You're in the zone. And I love a chat afterwards, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but if you, you know, you really have to focus on your finish line, not worry about anyone else about you. If you get an idea of your pace, you really need to keep an eye on that. Um, it's lovely to run and not worry about pace. A lot of people get carried away at the, at the beginning. And I still, and my daughter says, Mum, after all these years, <laughs> but you're always learning the whole time about yourself, um, is to just, yeah, just relax and whatever. And for me, my favourite thing is if I come home and I say, I've seen a blue wren, it's just made my day. And I always thank them when I see them, which sounds really corny, but I just oh, love it. Doesn't it? I it's just gorgeous. love And I saw a red-breasted uh, uh, the other day. And, um, yeah, it's just beautiful. So I love looking around me and just appreciate it. It gives me time to say thank you to all of the birds. and just. That. And just um, any animals I might see, I'll talk to them. Um, and I think how lucky I am that I can run. Mm -hmm. I um, say prayers. Yeah. I always do my prayers then. I just, yeah, just what a, a, a grateful, know. a grateful and, exercise. Yeah, to be grateful of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and just seeing the beauty. I always say good day to someone who's going past, and I feel a bit sad if they don't say hello back. Yeah. And I think they perhaps are having a bad day. Um, but if I start to worry, I try and switch that off straight away mm -hmm. um, because it really should be a relaxation time. My mind can go up a bit too quickly. I can be anxious, mm -hmm. uh, and that's probably part of why I'm a bit of an organiser. I don't like too many surprises. Um, but at the same time, you have to be a bit tough because you don't know what's going to happen in a race. And often I'm training by myself. <clears throat> you might go away and then you get knocked a bit or whatever. you just got to, you know, don't worry about it. Just very yeah you'll be right yeah. Mm. yeah so if you if you have one of those um like anxious moments when you're running what do you say to yourself to get yourself back into focus mode or or you know looking around you and and away from that and you know anxious kind of time because I've noticed if I'm thinking about something negative it my I suddenly like I'm slumping and my head will go down I can physically as if I'm seeing myself from above that my form will just go to crap and you know, it's, but a lot of it's going under my head. If I then noticed that, switch it around and, you know, start admiring the beautiful scenery that we're lucky to have here and, and I drop my shoulders and relax a bit and put my head up and, and focus forward, that all of a sudden, you know, the world's much better. You would never know it was the same couple of moments. <laughs> yes. Um, well, that sounds as though you're doing a terrific job with all of that. And... I think, I think that is it, isn't it? Because often before you go for a run, you might be really tired and you think, oh, I've got so many things to do. Now, there's always going to be something to do. There's always going to be someone who's faster than you, who's slower than you. So it's about just being really happy with what you're doing. And, you know, occasionally you might have 
someone say, oh, what do you think of your run? In other words, oh, it's a bit slow. Um, <laughs> and I always say, that's the best I could do today. Yeah, that's a good. I can do that. I'm happy with that. You know, I couldn't give. I couldn't have given any more. If I'm in a race, very rarely will I just do uh, a casual race. For me, that's best I can do on the day. Yeah. So uh, I may learn from it. And you know, I remember last year we went down to these three thousand championships down at Penguin, and I changed. I changed something that I'd never do. I I had a bit of a run the day before, and I I didn't. I ran well the next day. But I didn't run quite as well. I'm thinking, why did you do that? Like, you know, not to do that. You to have a rest the day before. Um, so, you know, we're always having a little bit of a try out of, of different things, etc. Yeah. which is, is okay because, you know, you, you read things and you think, but you'll find out what's what's best for you. For you. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, um, I only run four days a week mm-hmm. and one of them is a race day, okay. one's a long day, and then I have two sessions which I say make them work for you so that a yeah. bit of speed and reps into all that. Yeah. So where do and, you, and you race on the track a lot, where do you, do you train a lot of, is it road stuff or do you do some trail for you? Um, I mainly um, try not to be at the track um, because it's too hard on my legs now mm-hmm. um, and also going round around circles and I have a bit of scoliosis as well, just yeah. a slight scoliosis, so I have to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's, I think running on the track probably didn't help it either, who knows. Um, but I try to find soft trails to run on. Okay. So yep. Heritage Forest is great and so is the Tower Race. And I'm lucky I live close by to there. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I just try, try and do that. So it's not too hard. It makes so sure so they're kind of like park trails, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which I think are really lovely. But if you're by yourself, you've got to be careful where you go, of course. Mm. Um, it's you know if you go to a few other places um, but make sure you're with somebody else yeah um, yeah so yeah do you, you don't I take it from what you've said that the idea of listening to anything like having headphones in is not something that you do or do you do that sometimes when, when I was younger I used to and I was I don't know I just find that um, probably because I had a road bike and I did a little bit of um, triathlon or whatever. I was so scared on the road from the cars. I want to be able to hear everything. Yeah. But my sister's just given me something that you don't actually put in your ears. They're just sort of on the side of you. I've yet to try those. But I'm quite happy just to look around, etc. Mm. And I want to be very aware. And as you get older, I think you do have to be very aware because um, the last thing we need is to fall down. Or yeah. Yeah. Get an in that kind of injury. Just be focused yeah. more on, on the run um, rather than. Um, you know that that that's really what you're doing, isn't it? You're you're running. You want to think about it, said your form and mm. and um, and your surroundings, and just enjoy the moment. Yeah. Um, whatever come along. Oh, and before that, I used to always think about coffee and cake. Or something, ah. You know, eat afterwards, <laughs> and that made me back from the years when I was younger, and we used to go have Newstead, um uh, Harriers when it was mixed group, yeah. and we used to have a couple other clubs. And there was this schoolhouse out of Railway, this old schoolhouse, and that's where we used to go. And we had the most, and a couple of other venues, and um, we used to have the most magnificent afternoon teas <laughs> after the run. So I was looking forward to chocolate biscuits and things. <laughs> so, yeah. I do the other thing for people is um, hydration as well. That's yeah. really, really important. Yeah. And my husband's actually really learnt from this lately. Oh, he's motoring along much faster since he's regularly taking water. He oh, yeah. uh, 
he really wasn't taking enough and a doctor recommended he have more water yeah and it really has made a difference and that really so is he trying to say drink two liters of water in a day in his ordinary every day or is it when he's actually training how is that uh throughout the day Mm -hmm. throughout the day just being more aware of of all of that too Mm -hmm. um but it really has helped him also um and the other thing is um uh just with a diary as well as a really good um thing just to make a note of what you've been doing plan what you might do i i suppose i've been doing so long now i'm i'm not so fussed about it i always get nervous you know about track champion times about um getting ready the week before and things and really easing off etc but i i've i'm i'm pretty okay because i listen to my body if uh you know if i'm doing a session and i've got another one to go and i've really had it i i don't do it okay um but you know there's that fine line because sometimes you know you're not actually that tired and you Mm. can get through it (laughs) so we do talk about that on the podcast a couple of times too that is when your body is is your body telling you a fib (laughs) at that moment because sometimes as you said it's it's um we're not actually that tired and when we do whatever it is we needed to do in that training it'll give us more energy so it might seems like the opposite because we're you know, using energy, but it actually gives us energy uh, when you actually do it and push through. It's that recognising the difference between an injury or something that might be um, detrimental to your long-term running. Hmm. I think when it's an injury and something is really aching, I think that you need to stop and seek advice on that. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should really, unless you're, hmm, perhaps if you were in a race. Yeah. But then again, my son, the last couple of times, uh, he's okay now, but he, I was really proud of him that he actually stopped because he's very competitive and will mm. really, really push himself. Mm-hmm. Got to the first K of the park run and he's walking the way back. So that was okay. I thought that's that's what you need to do. Mm. And um, then just last week he was fine. So, so that was good. Mm. But um, it really distressed me to see um at the olympics when someone this has done this a couple of times collapsing i i don't think that you know i feel that it's that's fine line it's really hard what people do but mm. it's not good for athletics to see that yeah. um we need to be disciplined enough that we look after ourselves mm. as i said you know everyone there's always going to be someone faster than you and slower than you and a medal is not worth detriment to your health um, some people will deprive themselves of food and that's distressing too because that can really serve, you know, mm. not well for your heart and everywhere else. Yeah. And often those people don't stay in athletics. Mm. Um, and I think you need to look after yourself and the benefits of athletics and being able to stay in it for a long, long time. As long as you address um, any injuries, uh, don't try and increase... Um, speed and distance too quickly it it does take time it takes time to build Um, I usually have a massage um, three or four every three or four weeks Uh, cross training Mm -hmm. this morning I went to an RPM class usually do that 
maybe a few weights. I'd really have to discipline myself to do the weights. Not great size. <laughs> they're not a big thing for runners, are they? No, <laughs> so not. many runners go, oh, I know I need oh. to do them. I only do light, and I only do lightweight, really, really lightweight. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe some walking and some indoor swimming um, during winter. Um, yeah. not, not overly so, but just a bit mm-hmm. as well. So um, the other thing I always do is have a glass of red wine every night. So oh, there you go. That's obviously not <laughs> a <have> balance. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, not all out uh, binging or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is to make sure that you have other things in your life, that it's not your whole focus. That balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just balance of, um, well, you know, most of your friends uh, probably you know, the ones you see at running, etc. Because I'm not a person that really seeks out a lot of people. Really, mm. I'm quite happy to be at home doing homely things. And, but I love seeing people. I love talking to, to people and stuff. But I don't have to be in the big mob all the time. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. But I love, um, you know, going to concerts and theatre and uh, having a read and doing a bit of sewing or knitting. Uh, as I said, I do a lot of home cooking. Um, and and also I have, you know, a father now who's in a nursing home. That, um, Next time. Yeah, appointments and visits, et cetera, everywhere. Mm. And grandchildren, which are great joy. And uh, you love this, Michelle, because when I've got photos of all the grandchildren and they're only tiny and, of course, they're with grandma on the floor doing the exercise with her legs up against oh. the wall, et cetera. It's so cute. <laughs> And and we often go to park runs. Um, our daughter lives on the mainland. She also married someone that didn't know he was going to be a runner. <laughs> He's a fantastic runner, and they've done a lot of triathlons. Oh, um, yeah, and and the children here, um, our son and his family and children too. So it really has been a family thing. We didn't intentionally. I had no intention of my children being runners. I, it was always my thing and, and it was Rob's thing, but it naturally sort of happened Saturdays. We did get into yeah. that habit of and, and family time. Saturday afternoon, we, we went to Newstead Harriers cross-country events in, in winter. winter. Yep. Our son took it on a bit more. Our daughter took on horse riding, so I'd go with her and um, run with the horse while she's riding it, et cetera. Um, but as it's turned out, she has too. So... Uh, they were always free to do whatever they wanted to. We talk um, a bit about example. You know, the yeah. example that applies to the children, even if we're not intending it to, and that it is a positive whether they choose to take it on or not. And a couple of the people who've talked have said that the reason that they run in, as an adult is actually because their parents showed that example to them. So it was, it's interesting to hear it from that perspective as well. I think it's a really bonding thing um, with the family. And as I said, it can be excuses to go on holiday. We were meant to go with our daughter's family to the um, Gold Coast for a running event. Um, and I also think it's it's great. It, it teaches children um, or the discipline, time management, a uh, healthy lifestyle. And normally when you're healthy and running, you're not going to eat rubbish. Why would you put, you know, bad fuel into your car? You're not going to put it into yourself either. Mm. As I said, you know, I have treats all the time, but but straight and narrow most of the time. Um, and it teaches your children all of those things and also seeing you. And it's all very well saying, I'll do this, do that. But if you're actually doing it, you have more respect, I think. Um, well, I do. And I used to love it when I had trainers that um, actually did some of the things with us yeah. as well. Um, 
So, you know, it certainly is by example, isn't it? And mm. as children get older, particularly teenagers, it's a great focus and um, part of belonging to the big wide world of family of, of, of athletes. Mm. Um, you'll always try, uh, I find you always strike up a conversation wherever you go, don't you? Absolutely. You don't even know them, but, you know, everyone's got an injury to tell or a story <laughs> or a race to tell you about that. <laughs> Especially masters, we all have our injuries. Um, <laughs> But, it, but, you know, it keeps them, you know, it's a, it's a good option rather than, than seeking things that are harmful to themselves. Yeah. They can still do all their other stuff. And uh, and, and also I've just been able to see how confident a lot of the teenagers are mm. and how respectful they are. Yeah. Because we'll go to the track and uh, be in a race with the young ones yeah, and uh, you know they'll be past or whatever, but they always, you know, will congratulate. No, no everyone's always very encouraging of, of each other, no matter what age you are, what size you are, yeah. um, background, etc. I think runners are terrific at that. Hmm. Um, we all know we uh, we're doing our best. And yes. um, and we've got to encourage more people. You know, it makes a healthy community. It's funny. A happier community. Just um, yesterday I was talking to someone about that and we were wondering if it's because it's such an individual sport. Um, although obviously at the elite kind of level you are, there's very, com- very competitive. Um, but often, you know, we're competing against ourselves like we're just trying to do as you said before that's the best I could run in that on that day and it, yes you're competing against other people but it's it's kind of it's kind of different it's a bit hard to put it into words and it, I wonder whether that's why runners seem to be so um social <laughs> so, so so very good at um encompassing and encouraging um and they build community quite well in their own they get their own little pockets of communities with other runners and they're very supportive of each other uh, whether it's because it is an individual sport so maybe you seek out others to to help in that area I'm not sure but hmm. yeah I think so and also it's a re- really great um base for lots of other sports it's true mm. and if running is it does you know you don't have to join a club and as with the park runs it doesn't cost anything so it's a very economical um, uh, sport to do as well mm-hmm. and with this COVID you know you, you can run you know you're allowed 5k in some of the areas or whatever well that's, that's not so bad is it you can do 5k no. back um, but how much better you'll feel after it exactly um, yeah and just to, to keep yourself positive um, I know I feel a lot better I, it's a bit like vegetables that you know two days I can't I can't go but after one day <laughs> and I can't go I don't like any more than one or two days off either but sometimes I have to yeah because yeah. after you know after a season or some big event some people want to then try and oh I'm gonna improve I'm gonna improve you know I could keep doing that but you actually need to have a rest yeah uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah can you yeah. can you think back to a time it doesn't a race or a training where that run was just amazing like you know just the, everything worked it doesn't have to be a race it could have just been a training run where just everything you know the bluebirds at the um 
what the birds with the blue yeah the blue robins are yeah. out the blue wrens were out there maybe true. you saw a red yeah, robin as well maybe there was an eagle maybe i don't know you, you know sometimes when you get those runs which just everything is amazing and it's ah we wouldn't want to be anywhere else well it gives me goosebumps even thinking about this i went to some championships and we took dabbits because mum had had died recently mm -hmm. and we we're at these world championships um in sydney and um I, I competed in my 800 and 1500s and then I was selected in a four by four relay and actually I was a pretty good 400 meter runner when I was younger and um I was the last runner and we were behind we were in fourth place mm -hmm. and I had quite a long way to catch that third runner mm -hmm. and I just ran my heart out and coming up the straight I could hear Faye telling me to lift, lift, as she used to say. And I just found everything. The person from Poland that was coming in third, there was somebody running up the side and calling at her, she's catching you, catching you. And I just, honestly, I felt like I was just out of my body. I, wow. was, it, I was giving it absolutely everything. I've seen a photo of me um, coming over the line, and, but, you know, a couple of bees dicks, I reckon. And it just got fantastic. And, you know, to get a bronze medal, people might have thought, oh, it wasn't a gold. No, that bronze medal was just wonderful. It was wow. a great feeling. And the next day, the weird thing was, after having com competed um, in the other races and then in this relay and given it so much, I felt as a, like I was just oh, fresh as a daisy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your body giving back to you. It I got was. goosebumps just listening and to that. And that was it. And, um, yeah, it was just a really memorable, beautiful race. Um, and, yeah, I've had a couple, but I think that one really, really sticks in my mind. Um, and another one, which was amazing, makes you really think it's not after the fat lady sings. And I know you're not, probably not meant to say that saying now, <laughs> but until things are finished. I think it's probably as least as not that inappropriate compared to other things you could have said. <laughs> so let's go with that. <laughs> well, Rob and I went to Gateshead in England and um, uh, what was that in 2000, uh, 2009, I think it was. And um, first overseas, big overseas trip and everything. And I was selected to go on the 4x4 relay there as well. Mm -hmm. We ran very, very well came in fourth. Fourth's a bit like you may as well come, you know, it, fourth is the most disappointing place. But anyway, because of course all of us want a medal. And um, but anyway, yeah. still very happy. We were very happy. That was yeah. great because USA came in before us in third. Mm -hmm. And after it all finished, we got this announcement that um, the USA had actually been disqualified because in a four by four, you uh, the second runner has to cut over um, into There's all these rules, isn't there? There's all sorts of yeah. bits and mm. And luckily an official had seen that USA had gone over too early into lane one, which, yeah. of course, made them disqualified. And we were related to third place for the bronze medal. Wow. So, as I said, never look behind. <laughs> you never know. If focus straight ahead because you're confident. You don't want to worry about anyone else behind you. Um, and and also never give up because you don't, you know, you could be thinking, oh, gosh, we're in fourth place. We'll never get to third or whatever. 
No. It's a Bradbury. Someone else made a mistake. Someone got, you know, one team got disqualified and we, a bit like a Bradbury, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Just hang in there. You have trained just as much. You may have trained even more. That's the Mm -hmm. other that you have to be happy with your performance on the day because I know when I've been to these championships that that I've been to and I've really trained up for them, Mm. I couldn't have given anything more. I even gave up my wine for it, you know. What? <laughs> and I look back and I got photos and I think, oh, God, you're skinny, you know, just too skinny just before that, right? You know, what? Anyway, so, um, you know, I've given everything in preparation for some of these um, events. Right. Yeah. And, you, you you know, there is there are other people who in your age group that are, may not have even trained half as much, yeah. but they just happen to have a God-given gift of their body being able to run a bit easier than you. Yeah. Probably longer legs than mine, as you know, mine. <laughs> and I love them longer, but that's the way it is. Um, I'm still grateful they can still do it. They still do pretty well, I yeah. reckon. <laughs> so, so, you know, no matter what you do, there'll always, as I've said a number of times, there will always be people that, be, that will be faster than yeah. you, slower yeah. than you. Yeah. yeah, just appreciate and, what uh, you can do. Yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's been some some beautiful beautiful races, some yep. races that are really hard. When I thought, gee, these calves are feeling sore or something else, which is pretty natural. Every race isn't going to be fantastic, yeah. but in the scheme of things, it's a pretty good thing to keep doing. I think it is. It's amazing, and anyone can do it. That's sort of what I'm thinking. Pretty much anyone. It's, there's very few yeah. people actually who yeah. can't give it a go. Um, if I was to ask you to choose one area of your life where you think running has improved your life, what would you think that was? What would you say? Probably, um, I don't know, bonding with my family. Yeah, that's a um, lovely one. Achievement of um, self, uh, indep- I'm very independent. Mm-hmm. And I've learned those skills through through that. So I, yeah, I'm... Uh, being disciplined and the routines that have kept me in really good health, touch yeah. wood, yeah. Um, and preventative, you know, um, that I've gained confidence to be able to talk to you today. Yeah, you've done so well. It's amazing. <laughs> along along the way, anyway, um, that I've been able to, I've, the last few years I've wanted to give back a little bit more, so I've been on the committee on uh, with the masters mm-hmm. and I'm the rep at the moment and the secretary but I can tell you that I'm a really much better runner than I am a secretary with the <laughs> IT stuff <laughs> so I think after a few years I think someone else can do it but I wanted to give back a bit more and I'm not I'm not you know someone has said to me I oh, do you want to be a trainer well, no it's too hard when you're competing yourself and I still feel as I, I'm at that that um I love the fact that it gives me and my husband, um, a shared interest, and our family. We even talk when playing cards, you know, we've taken off too early, you know. <laughs> Card game of crib or something, you know. Oh, you're finishing on strongly, you know. We even talk like talk, that. So. Use running language but, to um, other parts of your life. And and opportunity to, yeah, opportunity to, to travel. Yeah. I really think that's that's really lovely and that we both really enjoy it. So I've been really blessed that I that my family we have have we have this common interest mm. um, and can enjoy it all together and and meeting people. 
when mm. I go away with masters, I don't know these girls that much, but I, I feel as though they're my sisters because yeah. we we communicate, you know, with Facebook and all of that. And it's really lovely. And um and when we get there, you know, we're all serious before we start our races. As soon as we finish, we're yakking away and you know, and, and it's really lovely. So I also think, yeah, I think um it's great doing the role modeling for community mm. as well. Mm. Um, and I've really felt quite proud of myself when I've looked back this year. I'm making myself a book about um, just pictures from my running, um, oh, things, awesome. my clippings, and I've got all all of it sort of in in order. Um, and I think that's been really lovely. And I think I know when I as I get older, it would just be lovely to look back in that book and relive those memories. Yeah, when of- I was sixty, look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> so cool! <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, just just health and well-being and yeah, there's so maybe. many things, isn't there? Mm, yeah, it's very hard because every time I ask that question, I always say, "Just give me one thing," and I don't think one oh, one per- thing. No, 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 not one person has actually just given me one. I never, I don't stop anybody, but just, nobody can just say one thing. It's crazy. <laughs> I guess I guess it's also my thing, my thing. Yeah, yeah. My thing. And no one can take it away from me. No. Um, it, it, I've been blessed to, ha, you know, be able to do it, and and I'm grateful that I can still do it. Um, and I will, I will keep going as as long as I can, because I can see the benefits of it, and um, and and I don't see any reason not to. I have, I have sort of openly said, if I did have to have a knee replacement or a hip replacement, that would be it. Okay. Um, because I I've seen people run on after those, and I I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I think you know that that's that's the time when I will say, yeah, I'm really grateful I've had this this career, mm-hmm. and, and as part of my life, more it's, yeah, and I'll walking. I'll do other and I'll do other things there. But at the moment, it's not looking like it. So um, yeah, roll on the track season. I'm looking forward to trying to break um, records in my age new age group of sixty yes. to four. Oh. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Being the younger and person now, in the age group, it's always good. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm also looking forward to um, Australian Championships, which hopefully will be in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of things to look forward to. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. All right. Is there anything about running that we haven't talked about that you would like us to cover? I think if you're a woman and you've mm-hmm. had children, you need to get yourself um, a pelvic floor app. <laughs> an app. There's an app for that. Is that There's an you... app. And I've only discovered it, Michelle, because. Um, That's interesting. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Just for women to, you know, you can go to Pilates classes, but they're not going to actually do the exercises that are probably going to help you with your running. So if women are a bit worried about it, and everybody should be really, mm-hmm. um, just to keep our bodies in really good shape, um, is to go on and have an app and just do that as part of your training thing um keep up your stretches keep up your stretches etc um you know often I'll do them at the end of the day um a certain number of things because that really keeps me the the consistency is really really important to look after yourself and and those bits can be a bit boring but the boring bits are the bit that that help make the difference and make the difference you've got to remember that makes a difference do I know I want to just be ordinary runner or do I want to be a good healthy runner yeah um Seek advice um, and get checkups. Don't um, run through injury. Mm-hmm. Have a rest. 
I saw Craig Mottram a couple of years ago. He, my husband was doing a triathlon at St, uh, St. Helens mm -hmm. and he was there and I said, I, I've, I've got this really bad niggle and it's not good, but I've got championships in a couple of weeks. He said, have a rest and then race them and you'll race really well. And I got athlete of the meet. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that just shows that, you know, you, you don't want to have a day off. I know that, you know, none of us do, but sometimes you just have to rest up be confident that what you've done is in the bank. You've yeah. got it all in the bank, especially over these years. Yeah. It builds up and builds up. Mm -hmm. And then um, trust yourself to be able to do it. And, you, and usually and you will do your best on the day. You'll do your best. Yeah, just trust your body. Yeah, so I think, as I said, just don't, don't ignore niggles and look after which areas and strengthening a little mm -hmm. bit too as we get older as well even though we don't like using those weights and stuff no at least no. once a week but but running's fantastic for bone density yeah so we're already doing something that's really really good for us yes, for yeah. us as we get older yeah definitely i'm always telling my mum that which is tells me i'm running too much <laughs> like no i'm looking after my bones <laughs> well michelle i had people when i was 30 saying to me oh you shouldn't be running no good for your knees and hips well 30 years later, those knees and hips are still going. Yeah, they're still moving very well. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Vicky, before we go, do you have some or can you give us some tips for beginner runners? So if someone came up to you and said, I want to start running, where would you point them? What direction would you point them in? Um, I probably um, if they like to be by themselves, that's okay. But if they don't, maybe get a buddy. Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend going down to park run because you can walk it mm -hmm. and you may not even want to walk the whole way but perhaps just walk starting off walking for a couple of times a week and you might only walk for 20 minutes if you've never been a walker because that's the first part isn't it yeah um I'd also say go down to Kmart get yourself some tights and a nice top because you can actually get some really nice um, inexpensive stuff down there so you look the part yep. I always think you know why wouldn't you you do your hair and put on a bit of block out makeup and a bit of lippy. That's all protecting your skin. Yeah. So make yourself feel look good before you even start. And um, that could help life. with your confidence. Hmm. And um, then just start a plan of walk, run, walk, run. Maybe you might start at a minute or two minutes doing that. So just on and off like that. Um, and then you'll gradually build up um, to five minutes jogging and then you might just walk for one minute mm -hmm. so bring it back that walking part but don't increase it too much you know if you're getting too stiff or whatever um so until you you can actually start to run that 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 park run that could be your big run for the for the, um, the day um when you're starting just do it every second day mm -hmm. and once you actually start running or um three times a week might be enough you don't have to run every day. And as I said, you have one day of complete rest um, to let your body recover because that is actually a training day. Mm -hmm. um, people think they've got to always do every day. Yeah. Um, warm up, pull down. I remember once when I was at a carnival and the, the lights were just about to be turned off and here I'm still running around the outside of the oval, you know, to pull down. I'm really anal about that. But they're the sort of things, it's the, it's the routines, getting to really good routines from the start. They are the ones that will really pay back to you. Mm -hmm. um, so warm up, pull down. When you go out running, make sure you're in a safe spot. 
Mm -hmm. um, and not don't go in the dark. It's too easy to trip over. If you can manage to go during the day, that's much better. And that's also why I don't train with people now because I can go throughout the day and pick, you know, the part of the day that's actually yeah, going to be the best, best yeah, and, and the best weather, et cetera. Um, and then set yourself a little goal after a while or give yourself a little reward. The little reward might be buying yourself a, a pair of running gloves or it might be, you know, a nice new hat or... or um, I always keep my neck warm too these days, keeps the sun off it as well. But the chiropractor said to make sure you don't get a cold neck. That's another tip. Oh, yeah. And your earmuffs. Yeah. And be careful of the earplugs because you do want to hear. When you're running, tend you're in the car if you're on a trail and make sure you go on the left-hand side. And when you approach people, call out to them and say, I'm going to pass you on your right. Uh -huh. So that they don't start moving all over the path. <laughs> I know you're going to come around and go keep going on your left after that. can be challenging with some It's good practical advice. <laughs> and I always thank people that ring the bell on a bike to go past me because I find that really quite daunting if people um, ride up behind you. So if you're riding to ring the bell, so at least think, you know, and you need to move over as well because we all need to share um, our pathways, etc. Um, don't beat yourself up if you miss miss a um, a session because yeah. of weather or circumstances. Your family has to come first, um, but but schedule it in. If you are working and you have a family, you probably need to set the alarm early. Unfortunately, to get out, and it might be the only time you can schedule it. But you'll be really pleased you did because it will set your metabolism up for the day, and also you feel fresh and and whatever and hopefully you partner can look after the children while you're out and um you know he might or she might be able to go later on in the day yeah so you can work it that way if your children are too young to all go together um you can look at the options of joining a club for um, the winter season or the summer season and if you're older you might even like to come to masters so yeah. these are all on the web um site that's like 25 is it when is, how old is masters? 30 30 30 in every five-year age groups, yeah. I think, um, I think I've started, well, I haven't been to Masters for many years, but I was like 28 or something. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not even old enough to be here, I remember saying. Yeah. I can't say that I think now. <laughs> you've got to come to Masters. And the other thing is um, to uh, ask someone or look at books and things about some training programs Um and I'm sure on YouTube there are a few things. And the other thing that I was always told, um, I haven't had trouble keeping weight off and I don't diet as such. I eat very regularly. But I think you need to really try and train yourself to eat regularly mm -hmm. um, and, and before and after you have run mm -hmm. so that you're, uh, you know, you're replacing um Refueling. fuel as well yeah and, and really look, look at what, what you're eating it, it helps you to to you know if you're gonna if you want to be really fit and healthy running's part of it but also um the what you put into your body is also part of it um and that also keeps the weight off your hips and your knees and back when, when you pick up a suitcase that's 20 kilos if you are 20 kilos overweight just think of that being actually on those joints so I always think that's something to think of. Um, yeah, it's an incentive not to, to eat, you know, the whole packet of chocolate biscuits. You might just have one or two. Um, so, yeah, just keeping it on. Found, yeah, I can remember, you know, I can still remember when I started running as an adult in my 20s that the things that I used to like that weren't good for me, like, you know, lots of chocolate biscuits or lots of glasses of wine or something, I just 
there was something in my once you when I started running it was kind of like an anti-running activity so it wasn't that I didn't have a chocolate biscuit it was just like I wouldn't have as many because I just didn't yeah. want to it kind of and I didn't want to have more than one glass of wine or because mm. I didn't mm. want to but it kind of happened automatically almost I didn't really have to think about it especially in that beginning you know when you're all excited about it for the yeah. first few years and you're starting to get mm. into it so mm. it's funny how that like it's almost like your body is yeah, it works together, doesn't it? Working with you, yeah, exactly. And, and that develops really good habits. Mm. As I said, sometimes you really have to challenge yourself. It's not always easy going, is it? No. You know, some some days are harder than others, but then you're really glad that you, 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 you're doing it um, exactly. as well. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's really nice to have an Epsom salts bath. I your legs if, if you're a bit stiff and sore, and uh, you can listen to a podcast, you can yeah. listen to your girl <laughs> how exciting but uh, yeah just just looking after yourself like yeah. just not, i love um, that that's a great and give yourself a little reward you know it's a new t-shirt or something nice and yeah, yeah it's just all, all good that's awesome all mm. right i will um i'll close off now because we've taken up so much of your time sorry i do really appreciate <laughs> the wisdom that you've shared because you're lifetime of running not just years of running but your lifetime of running it's full of wisdom and we can all benefit from it so i do appreciate you sharing your time with us thank you michelle i hope hope um you know just one little message might get through to people or or whatever but um yeah thanks for the time it wasn't as daunting as i thought no. it would be you're amazing <laughs> like i said you're very inspiring stay on and i'll say goodbye to you off the recording as okay. well but um, I did want to say, yeah, big thank you because I do appreciate that you've shared your wisdom with us. It's been wonderful. And happy running, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.